Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. My name is Sylvia, and welcome to Butterfly Talk. This is a quick uh, podcast. This is the first time of me doing a podcast, so I wanted to get my feet wet. Um, I wanted to explain why I decided to start this and uh, what epidermolysis bullosa is in general and what my son goes through on a daily basis. Um, I wanted to start the podcast because um, I noticed that it's becoming a lot more popular. I was drawn to a uh, podcast that I follow uh, about different subjects, and I noticed there wasn't one for epidermolysis bullosa at all. There are some generic ones for autism, for different conditions that are more common, but not one for EB per se. As a matter of fact, when I went to uh, the website and plugged in EB, only five episodes showed up, and I was the guest on one of them. So that tells you right there that we needed something. Plus, I wanted to be able to talk more about EB more freely. This is going to be part of the EB Involved website, and I plan to do this maybe once a month or so. I plan to have different guests on um, people from foundations, other parents, patients, and that like. Um, uh, epidermolysis bullosa is so varied. Um, uh, patients are so different from one another, especially the three forms are so different um, that I feel we need um, to talk more about that, um, especially remembering when Nikki was little and how I used to always compare him to other kids and that was wrong of me, um, but I didn't know any better. I just didn't know, and so now I know better, and so, you know, when you know better, you do better. Now, some wonder why, um, if you're wondering why I might be, um, what makes me capable, you know, of doing this thing. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I used to be a disc jockey, a DJ back in Italy when I was a teenager, um, one of the photos that you'll see on my slideshow here um, is of me at the radio station. I used to, I started when I was 14 years old, and I used to do the uh, children's show. So I used to play once a day. We used to have a little half an hour kid show, and I used to play all kinds of kids' uh, songs, and it was actually kind of fun to do. And And then I basically, quote-unquote, graduated to the dedication show. Dedication show was every day. I hosted the Friday and the Sunday show. And I did that. Um, people would call in. The dedication show, basically, people would call in and request the song and have a dedication on it. And then if um, if the slot was full, so, okay, well, I have my 12 songs, or I forgot how many songs would fit in an hour. Uh, but uh, once we had the 12 songs... Then if people kept calling in, we say, well, these are the songs. Which songs you want to attach your dedication to? So it was a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of people. Um, I was hoping that it would, you know, become something as a stepping stone to a broadcasting career. I really loved it. Um, but in the end, I just basically came out with a love for music. Um, and uh, music, uh, I adore music, and the great thing about that is that that's how I met my husband, Greg, because he was manager of a uh, the music section of, the, of a Hastings store, and he still to this day, I thought I was, 
a huge music fan. He beats me. I thought I came from a musical family. He just, he listens to music. He's got his iPod on 24-7. I think he'd do it in his sleep if he could. I mean, it's it's uh, it's amazing. This man drives me crazy. We have, we, we uh, listen to um, XM radio in the morning, Saturday mornings, and listen to the top 40 from Casey Kasem from the 70s. And then we switch over to the 80s channel and listen to the top 40 uh, by all the original VJ from MTV. I mean, it's we're a total musical family. When I came to the United States, I I shied away. I could have entered broadcasting um, when I moved, but I was afraid that my accent was too thick, and maybe at the time it was. Um, people wouldn't understand me, and uh, I was just, I was so shy at the time anyway. I didn't think I could do it, and so I kind of let that dream go. Um, but, you know, now I realize, okay, I have an accent. Uh, people understand me. Um, this is a country full of accents. I met people from all over the world. I met people from Australia, more people from uh, from uh, everywhere, from China, from Korea, from, you know, everybody has an accent, even if it's a southern accent. So, oh, what the heck. So anyway, enough about me. Um, I wanted to talk about EB. Um, there is, um, and what EB is. Now, EB is a condition that is inherited. It's in our genes. So it's not an autoimmune condition. It's not a, something that you catch. Uh, you're born with it. There's three main forms. All the three forms are very different from one another. There's the simplex, there's a junctional, and there's the strophic. And I won't go into details on all of those. Suffice to say, they're very different from each other. The only thing they really have in common is that they bl- there's blisters involved. Uh, but the blisters, the way they are um, uh, obtained and the way they're treated um, are very different. Some conditions are really bad. There's a form called junctional hurlitz. It's it's horrible. Um, these babies die. They they most of them don't make it to see their first birthday. Those that survive um, beyond one year um, do so. Uh, the pain level um, of these children is unimaginable. I think I've seen, I think the oldest child I have not seen but heard about that I knew about uh, was seven and was basically a mommy because he couldn't move. Um, He couldn't talk because he had one of those uh, things on his um, track, and um, it was horrible. So that's the worst condition. And there's the very light conditions where maybe only the feet are are affected um and then it gets better with age you know there's a wide variety of conditions none of them are great what condition is great you know is there any type of cancer great no none of them are great but there's a wide variety of differences uh between each one even doctors are reluctant to really tell you a course of action because each, even with the patients with the same form, are different from one another. And that's because each um, form of the condition, simplex, junctional, and dystrophic, all have several subtypes. Um, and within that, 
um, I've even noticed, for example, with recessive dystrophy B, which this is what my son has, so I'm more knowledgeable about that than any other, than any of the others. There are so many different genetic mutations, so that even though you may have the same subtype, the genetic mutation is different. So your wounds heal different, and I mean it's 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 amazing. So. On this podcast, I like to invite different people to talk about what they're dealing with and different organizations and see how they're helping uh, cure and whatnot, which is what we're always looking for. Now, like I said, um, this podcast will become a permanent part of EB Info World. Every month, I'm going to have a new podcast. It's going to run about 15 to 30 minutes, depending if I have a guest or not. If I don't have a guest, I'll just do 15 minutes. If I have a guest, then I'll do the full 30. And I just do that because um, if it's just once a month, I have time to do that. If it's more than that, I won't have time to do that. So, um, uh, And if anybody would like, to talk about EB in any way, shape, or form, you just message me and uh, we'll get you going. And I'll have a few questions for you. Um, now, on the slideshow that you're seeing, I put some photos of Nikki. I also put a photo of my book, uh, Butterfly Child. That's basically the story of my journey. I hesitated. Call at first. I used to call. I wanted to call the book uh, subtitled "The Story: The Mother's Story," but then I changed it to "Mother's Journey" because this is not just a story. Um, it's a journey that I went through trying to figure out exactly how I deal, how I dealt with the different things, and what I learned from it. It's not just what happens to you; it's what you learn from it. And I think that's probably one of the more important things um, that we need to do in our life is learn from what's thrown at you. Uh, you know, like that old saying goes, uh, life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, right? Um, and that's how it is. And the book, um, I start the book the day I lost Alex. Alex was the baby that... Um, I had, and I was stillborn at full term. And uh, the last day that I remember being happy was the day that um, I was, well, happy, I mean, carefree happy, <laughs> was the day that, the day before he was due, and that was February 25th, 1995. And I was at the mall, and I was with my friend Kelly, and I was... Uh, very pregnant. I was happy. I was eating ice cream, and I was just really as happy go lucky. And then the next day, I just something something was different. I didn't feel pregnant. It was just all feeling really strange, and I didn't know what of it. Of course, by then the baby had died, and I didn't know. My mind, I never even heard of a stillbirth before, so you can imagine I just, my mind never even went there. And after I went through all of that, I, I talk in the book how I dealt with that. And um, and then I had a miscarriage six months later. And, um, and as I write in the book, um, for me, and I know everybody's different, but for me, it was harder 
the stillbirth was a lot harder than the miscarriage. But after I had the miscarriage, I honestly, I can tell, I can definitely tell you, I know what it feels like to want to commit suicide to end it. I would never do it because I know what it feels like to lose a child, and I don't want to put my parents through that ever. And so then I marched on because I'm not a quitter. And so I ended up having Nikki, and he was born with EB, and uh, we didn't know anything. The Internet back then is not what it is today. And the information was very, very um, um, scarce, and the doctors didn't know anything. It was um, the book pretty much tells everything that's going, that went on um, for the first 18 years of Nikki's life. It ends right before his 18th birthday. And uh, and we we ended on a great note because um, right before his birthday we got to meet Nick Vujicic, which is an inspirational uh, man with no arms and no legs, and the the man is amazing, uh, amazing, so inspirational. So anyway, um, I wanted to welcome everybody to the blog. Please uh, follow me, and I will post every time um, there's a new episode. And um, and I will also, um, if you follow me on Twitter, EB Mom. I'm on, on Twitter. I'm EB Mom. I'm Facebook. I'm EB Mom. I'm EB Mom everywhere, except for Pinterest. On Pinterest, I'm EB Mom One. And um, if you follow me, you'll know um, when the new podcasts are. So if you have any questions or any advice for um, for me, uh, please um, leave me a message. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next month. I'll, you'll hear me next month. Okay. <laughs>